0: You're listening to the American Window Cleaning Magazine podcast. We've got an exciting guest on today. We've got the president of the IWCA, uh, Paul Collum. Paul, uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the show today.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate
0: it. No problem. So uh, we just want to talk today a little bit about this, uh, some of the unique circumstances that surround uh, uh, the window cleaning industry, pressure washing industry, and uh, that is obviously with this uh, COVID-19 issue that is uh, facing many contractors on different levels. And so, uh, uh, Paul, we appreciate, uh, as the IWCA organization, being on and kind of discussing uh, some uh, some of the views and some of the things that uh, you found out. So we really appreciate that, yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, so one of the things uh, that that is really on everybody's mind is there's always when uh, when things shift like this uh, there's a, a want uh, to keep your business going, to keep everything alive, to keep rolling. And uh, many contractors have, have uh, kind of shifted, if you will, into this uh, disinfecting and sanitization uh, mentality out there because they see that as, a, and rightfully so, they see it as a, an opportunity maybe even to stay relative or stay essential, as the word is being used now, or um, to be able to uh, gain income. So is that what you're, what you're seeing and what some of the members of the IWCA are doing?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's really kind of caused by the public and the customers when they start talking about, um, you know, the virus and sanitizing, disinfecting, those words used are uh, in their minds really what's um, what they need and what's important. And um, yeah, there's some good effects of those things. And I, I think businesses that do this right can go into that those avenues. But we also have pressure washing, window clean, is cleaning still, and, and when you look at it, ISSA courses and information out there, you can still, um, you know, if you put that in quotes and clean and do well and actually lower the spread of the virus. And so there's resources out there to keep positioning your business as a cleaning business and customers, bringing customers in, and really have an effect on the spread of the virus.
0: Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. So um, it, it, it's not out. What I've read, too, is it's, it's not that uh, you have to state that you are uh, disinfecting or sanitizing just to stay relative. Cleaning, just cleaning like we've always been doing uh, is still very relative in the industry. And that, that's what you're saying there, right?
1: So, yeah, right. absolutely. And so if you look at these portal, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, I'm sure, that is free. So you can get in there, log in, and you can create a login and you can watch this video. And the guy that's talking is an expert in cleaning, disinfecting, and sanitizing. And so the efficacy of cleaning versus sanitizing versus disinfecting, they're all in the 90%, which means you're going to clean in rooms and debris and 90% of that's going to be effective in some micro- Ovioles and those things. it really is the first part of sanitizing and disinfecting anyway. You have to clean the surface. If there's visual debris and things on the surface that are gonna affect the effectiveness of disinfecting agents, you still have to clean it first. And so you're still positioned as a cleaning company to be really effective, really useful in it throughout this. Yeah
0: yeah very nice and so the uh, issa i want to talk about that just a second so you you're the president of the iwca the international window cleaning association you've referenced a couple times now the issa uh who is that and and why are they relevant
1: so the iss is really the the leading organization for cleaning sanitizing disinfecting for janitorial companies um, for residential those types of things they just they have about 1,000 to 10,000 members. Um, they're really big on advocacy with the government. Uh, as you can see through this when we talk about that, they're doing businesses as essential to the White House. Um, they've been pushing grants and loans that affect small businesses. And so we've really just kind of stepped in. And so we've done our part a little bit on our end for our members, but we've really partnered with them for some of their advocacy programs, also for their cleaning certification courses, uh, membership, and some other things that we can talk about as well, yeah. too. But really, you know, when we talk about safety for window cleaning, that's, you know, that's us. When we talk about safety for pressure washing, that's the PWNA. And so when we talk about cleaning, disinfect those things, as far as the organizations and trade associations go, it's, it's the ISSA. You know, they have tons of other organizations that are kind of partners with them, CMI, GBAC, and a couple other organizations that are really uh, high-quality trainings, really, really good references that you can use if you're going to position yourself as disinfecting. Yeah and sanitizing, but there's also good courses just for positioning yourself as cleaning and why you're really important. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that just a minute, Paul. Um, If a contractor is wanting to get uh, beyond, say, what they've been doing all the time, the cleaning that they've been doing at different facilities, whether it be glass or whatever, and they want to get into and branch into that uh, cleaning and sanitization arena, just to keep up with the key buzzwords that are going on, um, what what's involved?
1: Well, so that is that is a very complex. So if they're going to get into sanitizing and disinfecting and really putting that into their business model. You know, number one, they should check with their insurance company to make sure that their coverage is for that. And, you know, for instance, if we look at our coverage, there's no guarantee that our insurance company is going to cover us for adding all those chemicals and and positioning our business as sanitizing and disinfecting. The other thing wise is from a, a safety standpoint and training standpoint is do we have the certification and trainings that we need? And that may not be needed in some states, but you at least need the knowledge and the training to do, to do this properly. And so for us, that, that could be a, a together. So we're training our employees properly. Are we using the proper PPE? Are we following the manufacturer spec on that chemical properly? Um, in some cases, cleaning needs to be done first. And then it needs to be sanitized and it needs to be disinfected with the right PPE, the masks, the gloves, those types of things in place for your employees to do this right. Um, and all will find the PPE that's required for a lot of those chemicals. And so, liability issues, sending your employee out with, without the proper coverage, training, PPE, and, and all those things is really, it could be detrimental to your business. So, we just want to pay attention to that if we're going to add those verbiage that were our business model.
0: Yeah. Uh, You brought up insurance, and that's such a great point. Um, Many insurance companies don't have uh, these cleaners coated uh, underneath those type of services. And so there are some ramifications. Uh, we've heard some stories about uh, foggers, for instance, being used in buildings where um, HVAC ducts weren't uh, blocked off. They made the claim that they you know, had done some disinfecting in there with the fogging machines, and it later caused uh, some problems, breathing problems for the employees in that building. And so obviously if, if something like that comes back up, and, you know, you are in an insurance uh, litigation or something of that nature. You want to make sure that you have the proper coverages in place so that you're covered if you need to be.
1: Yeah, it goes back to some of those ISSA courses where there are there are procedures that they spell out that you need to cover. And, you know, the first thing just like we would for safety is to have a job hazard analysis done prior to a job in this case it'd be a risk assessment assessment needs to be done so that we're following proper procedures for those things just like the vents the vents need to be covered if we're spraying those things out um you know if it's getting out of the room that we're cleaning we're not really we're not really covering the areas we need to cover to actually promise disinfecting for the 99.9 percent that it says it can be
0: yeah very good so there's just a lot of things to think about. It's not just as simple as uh just saying, Oh, well, I got the chemicals, so I this is what I do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and same thing with the chemicals. You know, when you look at the manufacturer specs, certain surfaces are not good for this and so if we're cleaning windows or we're doing the the pavement and we're around other surfaces that potentially need to be covered while we're using them so we don't stain them or corrode them we need to pay attention to those things
0: yeah it's interesting too so we talk about an insurance requirement and um, let's talk about a, a legal uh, the legal terminology here so what's interesting is is that every janitorial company out there isn't claiming uh, sanitization and disinfecting. And you alluded to this earlier because you said there's still a tremendous amount of validity in the fact that you're just cleaning. What have you heard about so far as the legal ramifications of a business making claims as to what they're doing? They're killing the virus in the building.
1: Right. And so a lot of that around um, proper procedures that they talk about in some of their courses, um, and proper forbid. So we're not necessarily. Like saying say in 100% disinfecting. Um, even if you follow the properly with the right chemicals, with the right PPE, it's closed off. There's no guarantee that you can 100% kill it. Um, it actually talks about in a slide about efficacy for cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting. And so what it says is cleaning itself is 90% um, efficacy, which means that it for the desired result that you're trying to complete with cleaning, 90% of the time or 90% is efficient and and disinfecting. Um, it's 99.9%. And so there's, there's still room for error. Um, and that could be, um, the procedure, error. you know, if if you're not taking the gloves and your PPE properly inside or in a room that's controlled, you're going to spread that throughout the rest of the building. You know, if you're, if you're you're taking your gloves and you're walking out of the building, touching handles, those types of things, you're contaminating other surfaces.
0: Yeah, very sure. So, um, The training that is uh, recommended, then, uh, you mentioned uh, the PWNA, the pressure washers, the IWCA with uh, window cleaners. But as you mentioned, this this type of training is really uh, beyond our scope somewhat. So uh, would you advise guys to uh, get involved with the ISSA training and uh, get some of those type of trainings and certifications underneath them?
1: Absolutely. ISSA um, is, is, is started to kind of push things and certifications to be required. And so since they're really large and they, they really do have um, a connection to the White House and the government agencies, it's, it's going to happen. Um, so especially in the day and age that we're in. So yeah, I would recommend you take some courses where you're actually trained and certified so that you can show um, that you have the knowledge there to actually do this correctly. Um, And it's the same thing with the PWNA and IWCA. If an IWCA member wants to learn how to pressure wash or power wash, then we're not the the organization for them. They really need to go to the PWNA or some other organizations that train, that do it right, start doing it. And then follow those stipulations for insurance and coverage and all those things that that organization would tell you to follow. That's really the benefit of organizations and traditions is the knowledge and the preparation for safety, proper protocols and those types of things. And then it comes back to a time like this where those organizations are your advocate. we are going to have to push essential services to the White House and the government agencies and the governors. And we're going to do that for you uh, the best we can without um, overstepping and, and telling you, sure, you can do something because, um, I, as you see with the essential thing, you know, I can call the white house and the white house says we're state. Each state has their own interpretation of those laws, just like OSHA, OSHA reps and areas would have for OSHA regulations. It's kind of the same thing. We need to educate people that, you know, our services are essential, even just cleaning, as long as we stay basic with our cleaning, it is really essential and you have sources you can cite for those things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and certainly, you know, we're not, uh, this, this uh, may come across as, as negative, but it's, it's not really not meant to be negative. We do think, and I think that there's a lot of um, opportunities out there. And as the uh, country starts to come back into whatever normacy is, uh, there will be a need for cleaning um we just want to put the message out there and we're glad you come on today too just to to make sure contractors you're not exposing yourself in areas that you didn't know about uh get the training that you need uh get the insurance requirements in place and then hey yeah go go out and make money Is
1: you know we do proper procedures we can we can follow those things and we can look into our insurance but just like glass cleaning for us for certain surfaces, it again, it's gonna default back to the manufacturer spec. And even in the ISA courses, it actually talks about that in a lot of the a lot of the slides, even if it's not relevant and let's make sure they put it in there as a disclaimer. You're you're using Lysol wipes, for instance, Lysol wipes have dwell time. So you need to keep a surface for disinfecting for the Lysol wipes I have here right here. If I want to prove that I can disinfect for this for this uh, product on a surface. And I, I've had to clean the surface. I've had to wipe it down again with new um, towel that comes out of there and then keep the surface wet for minutes. And so most people don't do that. Or you go to a grocery store and they have the wipes out that you can wipe down the grocery, uh, the cart handle most people wipe it down once and just walk away like it's fine. But if you want to really dismal the manufacturer spec, which says keep that surface visually visually wet for four minutes.
0: Yeah. So the manufacturers are protecting themselves. They're putting in their specs, hey, this is the way it's got to be before we would be saying anything about disinfectant or sanitization. And so the contractor has to follow the same. And if they're not, they are truly not uh, sanitizing, disinfecting any surface.
1: Right, absolutely. And and then one of the other things, too, is if you look at some of these bottles and, and products, and, and we probably wouldn't use these on Windows, we'd probably use something else, but they should have those regulations and directions on there. It says that on the bottom of this one, it says the user of this product assumes all risks. So even though they have the, the spec docs, the directions, it still has a disclaimer. A chemical is saying that the user is is inherently taking all the risk for using this product
0: yeah absolutely well paul we really appreciate uh, you coming on today as uh, the iwca president uh, giving us some information some knowledge so that uh, the contractors can make preparations to uh, either clean now or clean in the future when things uh, get back to normal and uh, we appreciate your wealth of knowledge
1: yeah absolutely thanks for having me
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please uh, feel free to subscribe and also uh, leave a review. And you can read us anytime at awcmag.com.